Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-host Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another evening of Jay Bird watching. As um, you all have hopefully been noticing, we actually won a few ball games this week, so we're hopefully going to have a little bit more upside this, this evening's discussion instead of what we've been dealing with over the last few weeks, which has been a very weird opportunity with the Blue Jays and trying just to get them going again. And we had some more fun things to talk about with Jose Bautista last week than we did over the regular turning of the team. But here we are a week later, and it's amazing what a week of difference would do. So. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Ken Alfred. How are we doing, my friend? I am doing well. Happy Monday, everybody. And would you like to introduce your friends this evening? <laughs> yes, we have a very special guest. We have Graham Jackson, if you can see to the right here. Hello, over hello. here. Yes, he is actually hey, on. Yeah, he is actually a fellow coach. We actually coached the same Little League team to the finals of the under nine rookie uh, championships. We just fell a little bit short this this season, but... Uh, I know we were very happy that with the team performed all together, but uh, Graham is a very special guest because not just that, he actually works for the Toronto Blue Jays as well. So very special, very glad to have him here. Yes, yes, yes. So Graham, as a member of the Toronto Blue Jays uh, maintenance team and everything, um, it sounds like you had a pretty good seat the other day for some certain Jose Bautista fun that was going <laughs> on the field. Tell us, how was that? <laughs> well, it eventful. A, a lot of uh, a lot of lead up, a lot of different, uh, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of different people involved to make that uh, all come together. Um, but it all, all went off without a hitch. Um, you know, came off extremely well. Could it have started a little bit earlier, perhaps? <laughs> Could we have, uh, you know? I was thinking he would have had maybe like a a mic flip, you you know, back oh, flip but with a mic flip, you know. But he didn't. That. It was like the one thing we didn't think of last week. Oh my god, <laughs> that's perfect. That, I I was going around to all of my everybody. I was like, he's doing he's doing the mic flip. He's doing the mic flip, but no such luck there. Yes. But uh, no, it's 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 been good. I've been with the Blue Jays for uh, not quite ten years, eight years or so. Um, it was actually a change of career paths. I was a professional golfer and a golf instructor, um, toured around Canada and, uh, Eastern, uh, us. Um, and then, you know, a certain, uh, accident happened and changed uh, course and got involved with the blue Jays and worked my way up through like the visitors clubhouse, worked there, uh, for a couple of seasons and, uh, now I'm doing uh, field maintenance, exterior maintenance, and um, yeah, here we are. 
coaching, coaching literally coaching little league baseball in the summer and just living the dream. There you go. Too perfect. So in the midst of all the things that you did get to see, obviously this past weekend, I, last week we talked extensively and Ken seeing you missed the show last week too. I'm going to give you this opportunity. Um, we made the assumption that everybody's favorite Jose Bautista moment is obviously the bat flip heard around the world at this point, but most Blue Jays fans tend to have that other opportunity or like that. They just, it's that, that moment that speaks to them about Jose Bautista throughout his career. I call out the one that I happened to be up on the Canada Day weekend when Roy Halladay was making his first pitching opportunity against the Blue Jays as a Philadelphia Philly, and Bautista takes some yards. Kind of felt like a changing of the guard kind of thing. So I didn't know if either of you had that moment you wanted to discuss on the Jose Bautista thing and get on the actions, or had that distinct memory that stood out to you. Graham, you want to go or do you want me to go first? <laughs> well, you know, I got... My first memory, you know, he comes into the squad or whatever. He comes onto the squad and he, um, you know, he, he's, he's never too happy and he's always quite vocal, you know, come trade deadline. He's always demanding more. He's um, a great worker. He's a student of the game. And I just re- always remembered his work ethic and what he would do, you know, behind the scenes kind of thing and um, how he would prepare himself and get ready for his at-bats um, and his defensive assignments and all that sort of stuff. Um, I forget if it was like, I think it was probably 2014. The Jays didn't do anything at the deadline. He made his opinions felt. And then 15, 16, kind of, you know, the script wrote itself. You know, we all know what happened there or whatever, right? So, Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, the script finally changed on that because it was getting old for 13, 14, so on and so forth before that. So that's cool. Yeah. And that's something you don't hear a lot. You know, you hear about the work ethic and everything, but knowing the fact that you had that piece to go with that from behind the scenes a little bit, does it's very cool to know about. Ken? Yeah, I'd say he, I'd say he was like the captain who oh, put that whole um, 15 and 16, you know, like he, he, he was the catalyst behind that group. Yeah, he was a spark. He was a spark, which... Which kind of leads into my favorite, well, one of my favorite memories is, for some fans, they're not going to like it. It's when, uh, you know, when he got punched by the, by one, who's that guy's name from the Texas Rangers? Something Odor. Like, yeah, Odor. 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 Yeah. The only reason I like that memory is because it made it seem so much sweeter when he hit that uh, home run, the bat flip that we're all talking about. So that's, I just, I saw that that was kind of like the moment that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna have to really smash the Rangers after that, and of course we did, and uh, it just made it oh so sweet, getting that extra pause after that flip. So in the midst of that whole thing, Ken, why am I thinking in your your head? You're you're picturing that guy that was holding up the sign in the outfield in that second October post bat flip. It's better to get punched in what you know July rather than September or October, like I said, and you know yeah, at that point they that's... punched the ticket for the Rangers and knocked them out of the playoffs for the exactly. second year in a row. <laughs> oh, so it makes sweet. it very, very fun. <laughs> Love it. So, but yeah, like I said, I don't want to go too diving too far down that hole. I think we spent basically the whole forty-five minutes of our one-hour show last week talking nothing but Jose Bautista because, like I said, there was so much fun going on in keyword fun last week going on. So. It's amazing what a few off days can do for a team because the Blue Jays up until last this a week from last this the, the week from today they had out 17 games in a row guys that they had been playing and trucking through just the attrition level of battling to hope and pray that they can come on top of that and so that part they played pretty well mixed batch I guess 500 baseball over those 17 games which isn't the worst thing in the world especially when you're seeing teams like the Yankees just kind of dropping off existence which is making this New Yorker very happy <laughs> but at this point it, it's like what is going to happen for the rest of the season for this team and I think we started seeing the answer this past week just a little bit and it all started in that Phillies series where they found a way to dig in and start being a little bit grittier than they were over the last few weeks you know, that was a tough two games against the Phillies, but nothing got ever out of hand. They managed to take one away from them and kept right in the ship a little bit, it felt like. But Graham, did you watch any of these games over the last week against Philadelphia in Philadelphia to that point where you started seeing something maybe trending in the Blue Jays' direction? 
And what did we see? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we split the yeah we split with the Phillies. Oh, split with the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the yeah the Phillies match was one in, more um, game over the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I was just thinking. You know, it's a uh, short short term memory here, right? So Cincinnati was just in town. Well, we we're just in Cincinnati, so it's you know that is a uh, is is fresh <laughs> on the mind. That's yep. So it's probably not the worst thing in the world that you put a four to nine loss out of your way. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And but, uh yeah. So ahead. no no, like like I said, I'll, I'll just save it. Yeah. Cause it seemed like yeah, we we're getting the momentum that we were talking about before. We're playing, we're winning series, we're splitting series, and I think that's what the most important thing was. With that uh, Philadelphia series there, yeah. We bear we squeak we squeak out a victory in game one. Unfortunately we didn't do very well in game two. But uh it's nice to see how that momentum suddenly just brought us where we're now suddenly taking two or three from the Reds, which uh you know, and that awesome play that uh, I saw, uh, I think, even though we lost from uh, Vlad with that uh, really cool double play that I've never, ever seen. And Graham, I wonder if that's a technique we can probably try on the team if we get to be coaching them next year is to purposely let the foul ball, or sorry, let the uh, pop-up drop just to get a double play out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where's the uh, whatever happened to the infield uh infield fly rule oh yeah yeah in all reality um i think it was where the where there two runners on that would be the catch right i think there was only a runner on first or on uh first base yeah so the rule for the infield flies two runners on and less than two outs for it to be active right so if he the guy basically didn't go halfway on that ball like he should have right that i'm sure you guys as little league coaches beat that into their heads right <laughs> the ball's in the air make sure you take a few steps and halfway if you can you know but so that ball just he goes i'm gonna drop it so at that point he just like tagged him and boom boom right two outs <laughs> well, and so well, yeah. yeah i love the Worked fact well. that i love the fact that when that when he when it, when people thought he actually misplaced the ball on purpose or not purpose they just didn't catch it you hear the crowd actually cheering that whole thing but it was funny how we all yeah, got the last like, laugh for that. You know, because he didn't even react to the point like, oh, it's more like, yep, drop, pick it up, throw him out. And then they had to chase him down. They chased the runner down just to complete the play. So I'm surprised more more players don't do that, actually. I guess it depends, like you said, on the infield fly row. So it has to be less than two outs. Is that that's correct? Yes. Okay. So infield fly is active when there's two runners on and less than two outs, and it's to exactly protect against that play. Mm. It was a rule constituted in Major League Baseball, which then eventually, you know, cascaded its way all the way down to the little leagues of the world. And um, it's meant to just make sure that the runners don't run all over the place is one part. And then the other part is to give them a little bit of level protection so they can stay closer to the, you know, base that they were on and not be forced to run and then get in the pickle between the two bases. <laughs> you know, wow. As much as the guy I likes, I, I would love a good hot box and go a little old school sandlot. Many of those anymore. Yeah. So Okay. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah. So that was a different play. It definitely was. And um, to that point, watching the Cincinnati Reds series, First off, I don't know what you guys thought of the Cincinnati Reds, but that's an impressive young ball club for as many guys as they have it in the injured list right now. Um, Hunter Green on from the injured list over the last few weeks. Um, the Blue Jays tagged him, got him for how many runs? I think it was today. It was you now they eventually scored and win ten to three, but they beat him up pretty well. Five five so, dingers, couple by Bell, quite yeah. impressive. And they're yeah. they're you know good good NL good NL team battling it out for a playoff spot. They were uh, they had the they had the division not that long ago, but their uh, their young stud uh, Dilla Cruz he's cooled off a bit as of late. But uh, what uh, over the weekend in that series, yeah, that inside the park homer there, right? Biggio kind of misplayed that one, but um. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's he he's something else. He... That kid's gonna be something fun to watch for the next years. I think it's hilarious. I don't know if you all heard it during the broadcast or anything, but they were saying that he almost gave up baseball about a year and a half ago. Really? Yeah, it was the same same ballpark story as what they've been saying that David Schneider said about a few years ago. It's like you know, I would have never had this major league debut because I actually was this close until he had the right coach finally say something to him and said, "No, nope, you got this. Don't worry about it." And it built his confidence up enough to you know get through that point in his career where he wanted you know was thinking this way and he turned him around and <laughs> got him going back to going toward his major league baseball career and. It that that's a story that happens, and Graham, I'm sure you can say this with your golf career and everything. There's a point where things just come to that question, and it can be any age. It doesn't matter when it is. You got that right. Yeah, it doesn't matter what age, doesn't matter what level you're at, whether you're in the show or on the PGA Tour or battling it out in single A, double A. Uh, you're going to have your adversity. You're going to have your times when you you know you're unable to miss. Um, you hit everything and then you, there's going to be times when you are unable to hit the broad side of a burn. Um, and that's but, baseball uh, for you. you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it comes down to the love of the game. So in the midst of this whole thing though, I just thought that was a really crazy story to hear because you've heard nothing but this kid setting the world on fire since he's come up to the major leagues for the Cincinnati Reds. And honestly, he's what probably a big reason that he they're in the playoff race right now as far as it sits i had it in front of me but of course i lost it um the cincinnati reds are sitting a game out of the third wild card spot right now in the national league and they're in a weird division where they actually still have a chance at the division because the national league central is just yeah the national league central so it's <laughs> the Milwaukee Brewers are a whole one game ahead. Oh, sorry, four games ahead of them for the division right now. So they're they're in perfect striking distance. And honestly, I thought this was a a nice little test for the Blue Jays here that I haven't really known what they have a little bit over the last few weeks. Didn't do a lot of the trade line, the trade deadline to you know bolster this team and really move in the right direction. But I don't know what you're thinking, Ken. But do you think that after that? series with the Cincinnati Reds that was a playoff contender. I would say on the bottom side of the playoff contention, if you're looking at the playoffs as a whole, but the fact that this is a playoff team that they beat up a little bit. Well, yeah, that that definitely gives us more confidence in that, that we're playing like really playoff worthy teams. And it's funny because we actually have a question from on YouTube, actually, and it's the exact same question. You mind if I share that there? Go for it, my friends. All right. So we have Doug Peters. <laughs> to say, hey, guys, do you think the Jays will end up in the playoffs this year, sitting just outside the wild card at the moment? Thanks. Well, thanks for the question, Doug. And I definitely think at this point that, uh, knock on wood, we don't get any key injuries. <laughs> and as long as we're playing, we're, we're splitting series and we're winning some series here and there, I can definitely see the Jays making the playoffs this year. As, as, like I said, as long as we're still performing the way we, which I know we can perform, I, I don't see any, I don't see why not. Like, uh, what about you guys? Graf. Yeah, yeah, they um Bo Bichette coming back. We haven't had this lineup together since the end of July, I believe. July twenty eighth, July thirtieth. Um, you know, we the the starting rotation, we got five absolute, you know, uh workhorses, five studs right now. Ryu has come back. Nobody has could have imagined he would have come back, you know. Half of this effective, you get into the first round of the playoffs. You need three starters, not five. Um, yep. You know, uh, w you know the the Blue Jays management is, is smart, and you know we didn't overpay, we didn't overreact. You know, the market wasn't suitable for what we, you know, we couldn't make anything work. Everything was too expensive for us, and we found Golden Davis Schneider. Um. You know, Bobashet. You know the, the he, he. You know, with him, with him coming back, he's there's just going to be this ferociousness, this fearlessness, and um, you know, they're they're not going to leave anything behind. Um, yeah, maybe Seattle has an easy schedule, easier schedule. Um, and they they're inside right now, but they also have a a worse roster than us as well. Um, yeah. and Houston isn't playing good baseball right now. So, 
yeah, we'll get in. Now we'll get in with a sixth playoff spot. We'll play Minnesota on the road. We'll sweep Minnesota on the road, and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll let the we'll we'll let the rest figure it out. I like that. Yep. And that's it. Yeah, we 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 can't we, we can't we can't we can't ask for we can't ask for a better first round playoff matchup going on the road to yeah. Minnesota. There you go. I like it. So in the midst of that, you brought up a really, really, really good point here in the fact that it more or less took a, you know, a resurgent Seattle Mariners team to even be the team that knocked us out of that third wild card. They have won six games straight, guys. Um, is that sustainable would be the question. And I think Graham hit the nail right on the head there that I don't know. And I think it's going to come down to their pitching at the end of the day to be the reason that they do well or not. Because I think they have just enough offense, and they seem to pick each other up well. Yeah. Um, but to that point, nobody's really running away in that lineup on that right thing either. So it's very, it honestly sounds a little too familiar for what we're all experiencing. We're waiting for somebody to really just catch fire and click right now. And I think that this person could be Bo Bichette. You know, he was hitting on all cylinders for the Blue Jays beforehand. I still think it's hilarious that he missed how many weeks, but he's still leading the American League in hits. Just shows how far yeah. ahead he was. <laughs> so I think it's crazy to that point. And then I think in the midst of our own division, too, we're seeing the uh, what's really happening. We have the New York Yankees who can't stay healthy to save their lives. And their flat-out locker room issues are outpouring, I think, worse than what's going on with Pete Alonzo and the Mets throwing people's uh, first Major League Baseball hits into the stands the other night. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw that highlight, but that was uh, a little odd for somebody as his tenured as Pete Alonzo is. Um, the Boston Red Sox aren't going away, but you know they're still far enough in the rear menu here, and I think that they, uh, you know, at least that one we have the luxury of controlling our own destiny against with the Boston Red Sox. Outside, yeah. of, unfortunately, the Seattle Mariners and the you know Houston Astros and or the uh, Texas Rangers, basically, at this point. However, that slices out at the end of the day. Between them, that's the other piece we have to worry about. Nobody's worried about the uh, Anaheim Angels anymore. Nobody's worried about the Cleveland Guardians after the last few weeks. It's starting to find out what the hell the race is going to be here for September and see where everything's going, I think, at this point. And to that point, I think the Blue Jays are in a really good seat to be able to be that playoff team that we're hearing. And I like that idea of playing the Twins first round. I'm not a, not opposed to that at all because we play pretty good baseball against the Minnesota Twins. Go Twins! So, so <laughs> just do least. enough to make it. So, yep. So one one thing I definitely don't want to play is I don't want to be the one that plays Tampa Bay right on the first round, or, or if the Orioles. But on that point, Tampa Bay's roster has changed a lot over the last few weeks. If you two know what I'm putting down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, I definitely don't feel like playing the Baltimore Orioles anytime soon. And guess who we get to play tomorrow, guys? I was I was gonna Baltimore. say, I'm like, uh, they've been like the biggest pain in our took us for the entire season so yes. far. But think of what we have going into this series that the the Baltimore Orioles haven't seen from us. We have Danny Jansen's healthy and back, so we have both of our catchers. We have the, you know what you had mentioned a moment ago. Yunjin Ryu is on fire. Now that he's coming back, he's clearly got something to prove, and you can see it that he wants to do it. Um, and I think it, the Blue Jays are only ones reaping all the benefits for that. And as he's going into his free agent here with the Blue Jays, Boba Shet is back. Yes, Vladdy is technically possibly on the shelf for a little bit here, but it's finger contusion, middle finger contusion. Apparently, is the exact injury that we were all three of us chit chatting before here. Fingernail, like super specific. Guys. Um, but to that point, we saw Brandon Belt starting to get hot, and maybe that's what the difference is over here in the next few days, or the fact that we have seen Alejandro Kirk actually hitting his weight over the last few weeks. There's been a lot of good things Our show. To see over Our the show last two weeks. Pretty well. yeah. That was the one that impressed me the most, I think, over the last few weeks, is the fact that he actually is just stringing good bats together, period. It's not just even getting a hit or hitting a home run like he's done over the last week. Have you guys noticed the fact that he just seems more confident in the box over the last week? Absolutely. He still can bunt to get on if he needs to, but he still can swing the heavy stick, which, you know, I'm just very happy with in terms of the Jays offense this year about 
how it's really well distributed amongst a bunch of the, the main roster players, right? It's not just like, okay, this guy has 30 runs and the next one's like 10. You got like distributions of like all like four or five players that are in the teens already in, in the home run range. So we're getting a nice, well-balanced offense that I'm have that I'm, I'm seeing right now. And as long as those bats can stay uh, involved, and especially with Jensen coming off the, sometimes the bench as well, I'm like, wow, we got a lot of po- firepower. But I don't think anyone really gives us a lot of credit for. It. I think everyone just sees Vlad, they see Bo, and this is, these are the outside players, uh, other sorry outside teams that look at the Jays and say, oh, it's only Bo and Vlad. But we got so many other weapons on this team that uh, if you if you you don't pay it, if you fall asleep on us. We have other guys if that can really hit the ball out of the park. In the midst of this, like I said, we got the Baltimore Orioles this week. You know, tomorrow through Thursday, and then we get to go back home. You know, so Graham can hang out with the team more often <laughs> for the next week. <laughs> they get to play the Cleveland Guardians and the Washington Nationals. So we're going from a very, very good team to two sub five hundred teams. So that's one of the nice things we're finally getting in our schedule here. And then we'll, that only continues as we get to the homestand here. We get to play the Colorado Rockies and the Oakland A's over the following week after that. So there's finally, guys, a little chance here for them to get healthy, beat up on some teams, get that swagger back, and then take it to the Rangers, Red Sox, Yankees, and the Rays to end the season. I know it seems weird <laughs> saying it, but we're not that far away. <laughs> but, no, I, I don't um, think we are. We're waiting on great. Um, what are you thinking over the next week here as far as that piece goes? Do you think the Blue Jays can do some dirty damage against the Orioles? Get through it. Maybe get their swagger going a little bit just to get them moving in the right direction for the playoff push. Take it, take something to Baltimore over the next few days in Baltimore by you. Yes. And then hopefully coast into all these four series in a row where they get to play uh, against sub 500 teams. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know what? Like I said, Baltimore has been a pain in our side for the longest time. So I think if we can take the momentum we just got from from beating like a playoff-ready team like the Cincinnati Reds, then uh, I think we'll make it a lot more difficult for the Orioles this year, or at least for this next series or so. So I'm hoping we win at least a couple of games out of the out of the next one. It's not going to be easy, but it's not impossible. And then uh, hopefully once that series is done, like you said, Cleveland, Washington, hopefully by that point, Vlad's, Vlad's middle finger will be back and he'll be hitting well and you know, give the guys some uh, much-needed uh, chance to uh, flex their offensive muscle again before we start playing, you know, Texas and Boston and stuff near the uh, middle of September. They need to get that confidence back to the point where they're just oozing it, and I think they'll be able to run through everything that they would ever imagine hit them over the last few weeks of the season. Um, Graham, we were talking the fact that we are going to be playing the Baltimore Orioles at Camden Yards in the next few days. It's Grayson Rodriguez versus you say Kikuchi, and then we have um, oh shoot, Gosman versus Jack Flaherty, and then we have Jose Barrios from Jack Kramer. So we're facing a good chunk of the rotation for the Baltimore Orioles. I can't believe that Kramer's got 11 wins, it just shocks me, but that just shows how well the Baltimore Orioles have been playing all season. Um, do you think the Blue Jays are going to be able to? I think with those pitching matchups, there's going to be some really good games. Do you think the Blue Jays are going to be able to maybe take two out of three against the Orioles? Or do you think we're unfortunately still waiting for that right thing to click? No, I, yeah, the Blue Jays have been a Jekyll and Hyde kind of team all season, right? Just when you think uh, everything is, you know, all all systems go, and you know, like like we have we have too many, we have so many, we have so many assets that 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 turns into a problem. How are we going to use all the arms in the bullpen when you look at um, Romano Hicks? You know Garcia. You know may is you know it, it, a good a good thing to have. You know um, the the Orioles are in a situation right now where they're in the playoffs. Um, don't get, they have a young roster, a great roster, phenomenal roster. But we have a phenomenal roster now too. We've put ourselves in this situation, just like Baltimore's put themselves in their situation. We got to capitalize. We gotta win, like the like Boba said. You know, uh, said today or yesterday. You know, we gotta play fearless, and um, you know, it's it, it's their time. Um, I'm quite confident that uh, you look at the schedule; it doesn't look too favorable for us. Last, 
game too. It doesn't look too favorable for us for the uh for the you know last month and a not the last stretch. Uh, closing stretch here, but we'll see. Her term things are looking good though. You get by you know, the Warriors, um, we have a collective amount of games, four series in a row where we get to beat up on some people. Yeah. And, you know, every every day we've had a different person coming through for us. It's not always the Boba Shet show. It's not always the Chapman or the Springer show. You know, we have two catchers who, you know, um, are arguably all-stars and, you know, who can DH, you know, well. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have Kevin Biggio has been doing great lately. We've talked about Fire Show. Meyer, our nine hitter. It's just like, you know. On any given night, any one of, you know, and when all of these guys start, you know, gelling and going, then, oh, baby, well, look out. <laughs> no, I tend to agree with you on that part. It's, it's, it still seems like nothing's clicked 100% this whole season. And I think all Blue Jays fans are going to be the ones that say, why this, even though we're sitting at 69 and 56, doesn't feel comfortable. Nothing feels right. <laughs> it's, we haven't seen the tear that we were assuming this team was eventually going to go on. Ken, I'm starting to think that this is what the next few weeks look for, like, for the Blue Jays. And it would be a hell of a statement for the Blue Jays to be the ones that started against the Baltimore Orioles in Camden Yards and watch them really just truck through the next few weeks. They need that, I think, because let, to what Graham was saying, after the, that little break we get in the schedule, it is nothing but business. And especially if they lay a few eggs over the next few weeks, it's going to be harder over that stretch. Yeah, I mean, we need to pad our record as much as we can to improve our you know position in the wild card spot right now, right? So we need to really make sure... We have as much wins as we can. Like if you remember our first episode, our, our preseason predictions, my my thing was ninety five. That was my that was my estimate that the number of wins we're going to get this year. So in order to do that, we need to really sure we get some good quality wins. Now, I think once we hit the second half of uh, second half of September, though, that's when we have to start thinking about it. Okay, we're going to have to treat all those games like it's a freaking playoff game almost, right? Because it <laughs> it matters for a lot of these uh, ones. We're playing harder teams. It's they're not going to make it easy. For when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. for us and uh even though we like to make fun of the yankees and some of the other people they can still win right in some way shape or form they can they can play spoiler to to us and we got to make sure if we do not take our foot off the gas and just hesitate for a second we're going to be in trouble then we're going to be fighting for our lives to try to make the playoff like the wild card berth, which is what we don't want yeah we definitely don't need to get in a foot races but at this point i don't know how we don't get into anything bought a foot race with knowing how far the Tampa Bay Rays are ahead currently in that wild card race. They are five games ahead of the, you know, last place wild card person right now. So they are five games ahead of us right now, currently in this wild card race to be the top seed in the wild card. And then after that, obviously it's anybody's game because <laughs> everybody's within a half game of each other right now. Um, and I don't like, to that point, I, maybe the Seattle Mariners knock on desks, start falling off a little bit, and the pitching woes come through a little bit. But um, the Houston Astros are the reigning World Series champs, and we've seen them go on a tear already this season where everybody was starting to write them off for having too big of a hangover from uh, celebrating last year to begin this season, and they found a way to turn it on a, about a month and a half into the ball game here. And... But to that point is, I know how Jose Altuve got hurt again the other day. So is that the catalyst that started that whole 
uprising the first time and is going the wrong direction now again. I don't know. There's a lot of things that are going on in this race and pros and cons in the end of the day. But if you look at the way the stats and everything break out, there's a reason all those teams are right on top of each other and the Rays are the ones running away with it. <laughs> like look at run differential, for example. The Rays have plus 161 runs to runs scored versus runs allowed this year. The Blue Jays are plus 70, plus 62, and then the competition we're right there with is about the same. It makes sense that we're on top and jumbled into the teams that we are. But if you took a d- deep dive at those rosters, you know... Houston, getting Verlander is really the difference, right? Seattle Mares didn't add anything. They actually subtracted things during that, including their closer, Paul Saywald. I don't know what to think. I really, I, I find it harder and harder to believe that we're not in this playoff race and not going to go on an extended run in October here in some fashion. When I, no matter what way I slice all these fun things here on the stat sheet, but you guys tell me if I'm, crazy or out of my mind or <laughs> just too nostalgic or whatever it might be <laughs> oh you're not crazy you're not definitely not crazy on that one there craig um, a little bit yeah <laughs> no brains no headache always been a family motto yeah so i think we have another youtube comment here actually i don't know if i could share that really quickly here or from uh, m brant why was jong released was he released he was released well not technically released at this point. He has been designated for assignment and he has so many days to either accept a minor league contract and report to the Blue Jays minor league teams or declare himself for free agency and run to, or sorry, get traded by the Toronto Blue Jays and slip through waivers. Hmm. He hasn't so, been performing very well from a, from an offensive perspective has, not at all. And for those <laughs> listeners who are watching, you got three heads shaking their heads back and forth. I think he had three hits since he so came over. I was over. expecting him to have crappy offense, but I was not expecting it to be that bad. Three yes, hits I think that's all he said. Wow. So is it is there such a big jump from a National League to the American League or something? Or is, am I missing something? Or is it just he hasn't gelled with the team yet? Or is he just not know the system for the Jays? Or I, I, what is it? It could be a combination of many things. But Graham, if you want to answer any of that before I uh, dive in, you're no, it's uh it's funny, you know, they, they, the, the Bichette injury couldn't have come at a worse time, you know, on the eve of the trade, trade deadline. And, um, you know, they didn't know the severity. They didn't have all the, all the testing back yet. Uh, so, you know, they were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. And, um, you know, they pushed the panic button, went out and they got the, they, they got Paul DeYoung. Um, you know, he has a good, um, uh, he, he's had a good career in in in, in the show, uh, World Series, St. Louis Cardinals, all that sort of stuff. He all comes with like the, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe you can correct me. A 12 or a 16 million dollar price tag for this year, next year, maybe a year after that. Um, so you know, there's a it's it, it's a head scratcher. It's a head scratcher. You may have actually been I'm not too sure what remember. they're what what they're thinking. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. <laughs> I would say um, in my, it was nothing but pulling the parachute ripcord, right? You, you, like you said, you laid it out perfectly. Boba Shed had, we had no idea what was going on. So you needed something and you didn't, you, then this is what happened. They took one look at their bench and then they took one look at their minor league system and said, <laughs> right. And um, not knowing what they might get out of that whole thing, they took a they tried to take a chance on a guy at least that was major league ready and been playing major league baseball. And I don't know if you two remember or not, but he had an epic postseason not that long ago for the St. Louis Cardinals. I want to say it was like two, three years ago. Um, went off on a like a crazy thing against the Yankees. Yep, there it goes in the comments here against the Yankees. And uh, but to that point, they um. It was taking a chance on a guy that was already playing in the major leagues or bringing the hot hand up. And my personal reason on that, why Paul Dion was being DFA'd, Davis Schneider, period. (laughs) (laughs) So they had, they're not going to take Biggio out. He's been playing better. They're not going to do anything with Santiago Espinal because they're in love with him. And then you look at the next spot that was going to be going is Davis Schneider. They could have sent him back. An option, but I think they like the chemistry that he's brought to this ball club. 
He hasn't been doing what he did in Boston this first debut, but to that point, I think they are intrigued enough to let him ride on the, the bench right now and play enough games. And he's got some different positions too. So yeah. to compliment Biggio and Espinal, he's yeah. a nice little throw in. I well, really think look, that was what it ended up coming down to. They finally had that guy that they were like, oh, well, it's the same person. Get rid of the expensive guy and hope somebody will take him off our hands. Yeah. Well, you know, the reason why they're keeping shot right now is because of the stash. That's pretty much the main reason. Why they're keeping money. <laughs> it's money and his glove, like we talked about in a couple episodes ago. And uh, I thought we have another follow-up comment from uh, from our buddy M. Grant here. And what do y'all think about Everson? I can't have pronounce it. Pierre? Pariah being recalled I, uh, by the Yankees. That desperate. A desperate call? <laughs> uh um, I gotta look up because didn't he already get a start? I can't remember. <laughs> this is how much I've been following the Yankees lately. <laughs> Interesting on that. But I didn't even realize they recalled him. Interesting. Uh, I gotta look. <laughs> no. Graham, do you have any update? Do you have any comments nope. on this one here? No, if it's not no. if it's not the bluebirds, then yeah. It's He's been about 300 with 10 home runs in the minor leagues for the Blue Jay- or for the Yankees uh double A affiliate this year. Okay. Was it had another 8 for the Triple A team, been 312. Okay. Like I said at this point they're they're trying to find the hot hands. They they still want to play off berth, so I think that would be probably why they're calling it up Mr. Brand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Her, er, ah, there we go. <laughs> Thank there you very much. It'd be uh, too Doug. easy if I had. I, I miss the days when they used to have like those nice and right in your hands, and you could find them. <laughs> you can't find I, it anymore. I, I am loving the the communication that, that we're getting on the episode. So so thank you, listeners, for really uh, chiming in on this. You're definitely, uh, you know, you're making this episode so much more fun as well, which is a thing we want more more of you guys to be commenting more while we're there, so we can really answer these questions live. And even if we have sometimes. Uh, not much comment on it. We'll still get something about it. We'll still say something about it, right? So, yeah, thank you very much, everybody, so far for and, questions. And just to make sure everybody's aware of the brand that happens to be listening this evening, we have been marketing ourselves as the barroom drinking for uh, place for Toronto Blue Jays fans since the inception of this show. <laughs> so make sure your voice is heard. All are, all are welcome and all will be merry, or at least hopefully. <laughs> We used to say that this would be the place that everybody would get to and everything's are going everything is going well, everybody's cheering, everything's going bad, everybody you hear the cans hitting the microphones and the TVs and everything, you know, that's how it would be. <laughs> oh boy. So oh boy, oh boy. All good. So we were talking about that. So we do have the reinforcements, like I had mentioned, and we are going forward here. I, I don't know what you guys think, but out of the guys that are coming back, we have Romano back, Bachette, Jansen. <laughs> Who do you think the Blue Jays needed the most to eventually get back to normal here and get into the promised land, which is the, the playoffs for this season? Graham, is there one of those guys that was to you that was like, you have to have this person back if we want to make anything serious out of it? Well, if Boba Shett's not part of the team, then the team doesn't have the identity. The team's not the team. So... You know, we won't have, it doesn't matter, Romano, there won't be any games to close. There won't be, you know what I mean? Um, a guy who I'm really excited about is Chad Green, though. Yep. Right? We got him last off season. He oh, he should be back this month. I think he'll be back in August. Uh, he had a little setback with that concussion down in Buffalo. He got uh, what they were uh, um, trying to get the guy out at second, right? Catcher threw the ball out to second, got it in the head. So that set him back in his um, rehab or whatever, but he's right on track now. The only thing he hasn't done, I think, is um, throw on consecutive days. Um, and as soon as he does that, he'll be... Yeah, yeah. Once he gets um, that up. So that should be hopefully this month. Um, Mays has just been an absolute dud for us. Like, oh my gosh, has he carried a load for us this season? Woo! But, um, you know, getting another left, left-handed left iron back there, <laughs> it will be, um, you know, a welcome relief. Yes. So, Ken, when you're looking at the guys that have been uh, injured over the last few weeks, obviously we have the the vote for Boba Shett, which I definitely cannot argue with because at this point he is the at least the swagger and the pop for this team. Really? 
What are you thinking as far as looking at this lineup and who's back in it possibly? Bullpen or pitching, any of this kind of stuff. Who do you think was the most critical person we've gotten back over the last few weeks? It's, I'm trying to think of anyone else. So, so we had Romano, who's back. We had, you said Bichette, obviously. I'll even give Hyunjin Ryu because that's been a I was going to mention Ryu as well because <laughs> he's been performing well since he's been coming back. And, you know, I still think we he, we have enough runway for him to really get back into the swing of things. And if he can show like the Ryu that we, we signed originally for, then, you know, that's really going to give us a lot more comfort. And we have such a plethora of starters already that if for some reason one of them just having an off night, right, you can just step in there and just pitch almost like what you said, six plus innings if need be. Right. So, you know, and he's coming back and he's not, we're not throwing him into the, we're not throwing him in too deep right, right away. Right. Like if you imagine, if he, can you imagine if he came back in September, like middle of September, we're playing all of the, the, the East leading teams. You know, now that we have, you know, a little bit of a runway for him, I think it's going to give him an opportunity to really, really start to find his groove and hopefully he'll be uh, performing better for us as well. And, you know, that'll be one less thing we have to worry about. And uh, we'll see about Manoa if he ever comes back as well. Like, when's, when's Manoa starting next? In, in Buffalo, probably tomorrow. He's, still, he's done Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, they... um and honestly, and with, with what Ryu has done and how he's come back to this team and what he's meant to this team since he's returned, don't bring him up. I, you he you don't need Manoa right now. You know, worst case, best case scenario right now for Manoa is that you know he's got to pitch his way into this bullpen right now to finish the season. And right now, honestly, that's not a bad thing for him to be doing. I think it would get his head right personally. Yeah, less less so. pressure, less pressure from that. Don't think me, just throw. I, I quote one of my favorite baseball movies of all time. <laughs> and they could, eat, they could, uh, that's what, they could that's, even uh, take that approach during. with Vladdy. If it wasn't for the name on the back of the jersey, if it was an, any other name on the back of that jersey, where would he be playing his baseball right now? Not in Toronto. He has absolutely no plan or strategy at the plate. Am I swinging fastball? Am I swinging inside, outside, high, low? I don't care. I'm swinging at everything. Um, you know, off speed. You know, so is he? You know, it's like pick like your poison, have yeah. a have a strategy, narrow the you know, leave something, and just focus on that uh, particular zone. Yeah. But um, you know, like go go to go, and, and and then and then that kind of ties us back to our other point, talking about how great our lineup is. Anybody can win on any given night. We have our catchers, we have Varsho, we have Biggio, you know, Kimar. Um, so you know, it's not like we're dependent and relying on him. Go get your stuff figured out, and hope you know. Fingers crossed. You know, come October, here we go. Ken, you and Jason are going to yell at me for the uh, comment that I'm going to make as far as the mo- one of the outside of the two gentlemen that you guys have mentioned there, the big key person that's returned from the injured list and is back in this lineup. And uh, Graham just mentioned him very subtly, slipped him into the end of the conversation there. And that's Kevin Kiermeyer. Our defense is insane with Kevin Kiermeyer playing center field. Absolutely. And then the, uh, the fact that he is a sneaky catalyst. Um, and I, like I said, I, I, I gave him a bum rap at the beginning of this season for being hurt every five minutes it, to that point. I wasn't completely wrong. He has been hurt a little bit more of late, but this is the longest and most games he's gotten into in the season in a long damn time. Obviously a long truck, 162 seat their game season does come with bumps, bruises, you know, bruised fingers, what? Whatever it might be at this time. So I'm not shocked that, but he's managed it insanely well. And this team does have a little bit more fun in their step, I think, when he's in that lineup. And he's that extra piece to the point here. Obviously, Bobachet can't live without him if we can try. Ryu has been a godsend joining this lineup because he doesn't need to be anything other than a fifth starter, guys, right now. And he's, we're getting the guy that, is pitching like a second or third starter in a rotation right now. That is a nothing but a win. But having another guy like Kiermaier to make sure you spin that lineup back up to the new foundation up at the top of this lineup, which is Whit Merrifield, who continues to do insanely well, um, has only made this team that much better. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see where things go over the next few weeks with that kind of a lineup being trucked out there every day. 
So. so should we so should we start ordering the Kiermaier jersey for you, Craig? That's the most important question that Jason and I've been asking. Still not doing still it. Still not yet. It's the reason I unfortunately still will never buy a Springer jersey because I just can't forget the Astros shit. Uh, <laughs> I love him as a blue jay. I will never say anything bad about that man because I also think he might be one of the ones that, you know, wasn't exactly listening to the bang, bang, bang. <laughs> so but and uh, you hold the grudge there, my friend. I just, it's the baseball culture. It's, it's like, you know, I love him as he's a teammate here and everything like that, but that doesn't mean I got to go turn around and buy a jersey. So maybe it's All the fact right. that I'm pushing 40 and I'm just disgruntled at this point, I guess. I don't know. We'll get you a bobblehead, man. That'll be a little bit easier. There it is. <laughs> Double K bobbleheads. <laughs> so we're working I almost on that. bought that Joe Carter one during the auction night the other night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Anyway, see yeah. No. $93 for 93 <laughs> yep. That's it's a, basically what it was by the time you added shipping and handling and everything for me and here in the States. <laughs> oh, man. So I could buy it, though. I was one of the very few Blue Jay giveaways I could actually donate my money to if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised uh, it was available outside of Ontario. So. Yeah, because usually a lot of those things aren't, especially even when I go to the ball games, I go to type in where I'm from, and it's like, yeah, go fuck all the things. Yeah. So, it is what it is. But, hey, like I said, things could be worse, but they, they had some cool giveaways. Did you guys have it to see the stuff that was on that? That one guy that was doing the actual painting oh, yeah. for the jerseys and everything was really cool. They, he did a oh. Boba Shat where he took on the numbers, yeah. kind of like painted them in. Um had like an actual like artist rendition of Boba Shot and everything on the back of the a Boba Shot jersey and then it was a Cobb and Gosman one the same way. So interesting. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones they had. It was a golf experience, which I thought was really cool with um Yeah. Yeah, and then uh a couple golf packages. One yeah. with like a PGA pro Adam Hadwin. Um uh there was like yeah. a, a nice Russell a nice Martin. recycled um, quilt or blanket. Okay. They were giving away um, chairs from the Rogers Center renovation. For that. Oh, yeah. Some of the old seats from the 500 level. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's Sky Dome on it, Ken. Yeah, it's still, it's, it is the <laughs> Sky Dome, Craig. We're not going to discuss this again. It's the Sky Dome. But uh, apparently, when I agree Grab- with you wholeheartedly. I decided to tell you that the, the, the until this year, the 500 level seats actually had the Sky Dome logo and everything no. still on them. No, that 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 that's not entirely true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, so all the all the really? 500 level seats were original seats from eight. When was it? Eighty nine? Was it or when it what what, what right the original seats and the original seats had the big yellow d if you had an aisle seat you would have had the big letter d that's right. on the side of your seat there right but then when it went from sky dome to rogers center they got like um an iron plate or a a, sta- a stainless steel plate and they put the plate over the d so now you can you can go in with a chisel and you can chisel off that stainless plate and the D is still there beautifully. But yeah, they they did cover up those D's. Domer. Why am I blanking on the mascot? What was the Domer, Domer mascot? The I, turtle. I got a stuffy I got a Domer, stuffy of them upstairs. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Wow. I'm jealous, I'm not gonna lie. That's a Blue Jays memorabilia collectible you will never find anywhere else again, right? Well, what I find interesting about this whole thing with the, with the I'm going to call it Skydome renovation, is that Grant was telling me that only 30% of the renovation has actually been completed, that there's actually way more that's getting done. I was like, it looks beautiful just for the 30% that they did do, right? So I can't imagine once they finish the rest of the 70%, oh, man. It's going to be yeah. really awesome. Because correct me if I'm wrong, the whole lower half is actually what's getting yeah. redone is the, the main piece next, right? Essentially, essentially everything under like the talk 200 about. level. <laughs> right? So the whole 100 level concourse, the whole 100 level yeah. bowl, and whatever is underneath that. Gone. See you later. All I heard is my seats where I always usually sit on the third baseline yep. where it's kind of like where the cutout starts going toward the foul pole. 
those seats are actually going to be turned in the right direction. Because <laughs> they nice. kind of face like left their left field there. Yeah. So keeps it interesting. They aren't as weird as seats I had at Fenway Park, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where was yours? The, the, some of the seats in Fenway Park, you know, it's built up as baseball mecca, right? Regardless if you're a Red Sox fan or not. It's just like you want to take a time work to baseball days of yesteryear, right? You go to Fenway Park or you go to Wrigley Field. There's seats in the outfield at Fenway Park that are like basically facing the other direction and, away from home. And then there's all there's also seats right behind home plate or around like the infield where you'll have a big, you know, uh, uh, like I beam or a big, you know, iron beam supporting the upper facade, right? Right in front of you. <laughs> so you want to watch the game. You're obstructed going like this. View. You're going like this, right? <laughs> you see on your ticket obstructed view, but <laughs> they still charge you the same. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, they'd still. Same three hundred dollars seat that's like handed down from generation to generation, right? <laughs> oh man, oh, boy. good stuff. At least we don't have those kind of problems at mm-hmm. Sky Dome. You know, just saying. <laughs> we do not. No. We do not. So, anyways, I think it's that time, boys, that we do picks to click. So, All right. All right. as we wrap up the show here every week, Graham, we do a quick little competition amongst us her bragging rights. And Right now, unfortunately, Ken is running away with this with uh, no problems and no questions asked. Right now, I got three wins. Jason's got four wins. Our guest spot has Ooh. three wins and Ken has eight. So, the scoreboard card's looking a yes, little bit yes. like a Blue Jays game at Cincinnati on Sunday. <laughs> so, so I'm going to let you be the tiebreaker here, and then we're going to carry over Jason's pick of George Springer to this week because he could not make it because of Little League, ironically, this evening. So I know that's yeah. not odd to anybody at all. But last week we had, I'm going to list these names off, and you, Graham, are going to help me decide a winner, and I have a strange feeling I already know who this is. We had Dalton Varsho, George Springer, Davis Schneider, and Brandon Belt as our picks last week. Out of those four gentlemen, who do you think had the best week of the last Blue Jays uh, week in baseball? Run through the names again. Dalton Varsho, George Springer, Varsho, baby, Schneider, all the way. And Brandon Bell, hitting, hitting, hitting bombs. Oh my God, hitting I bombs, lay, <laughs> dropping the bunts, stealing, stealing bees. That well, bunt might be the most. Yeah, yeah. that button might be one of the coolest things that I see yeah. in a while because they had no effing clue that was coming. It's just like, oh, by the way, ding. and he's oh, built like a no, tank too. Like he's not short long, and stocky. He and he's is. not like people beef, but he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure and stocky, but that the thing that killed me about that the most too is the Phillies knew him better probably than a lot of their right. opponents lately. At least he played in the National League with the Diamondbacks the last however many years. You would think he did that to him once or twice, especially last year when there was still a shift. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they didn't shift him. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, so on that note, it is your turn, Graham, to pick the Toronto Blue Jay that might perform the best until next week's episode at this same time, Monday night next week at 7 p.m. Um, the only person that is off the board is George Springer because, like I said, when we don't have somebody on, we carry over the pick from the previous week. So it is your moment to think. give us who you Position think players the best only? and give us a preview. It can be anybody. Uh, anybody. Still, still on the roster. My- this still won't still won't sway me. I'll go with number eleven, shortstop, Boba Shet. He's back. He's got the attitude. There it is. I get one for the go. Get one He's for the good to, spot. It, it, you know what was it? The triple right out of the gate. Follow that up with the dinger. So you know he had a at least one home run out when he was there rehabbing in Buffalo. So he's back. He's ready to play ball, and you, you never hear the guy talk. So he, he, you know, he lets his playing speak, and it's time to play ball. That's what you do in September, October is play ball. He's a ball player, so I expect him to play some good ball. Yeah, he's definitely one of those lead by example kind of leaders on the field, and not the uh, 
some of the other, it, I, I think that's one of the coolest things the Blue Jays have. They have guys like Bo that didn't lead by example, and they have plenty of other guys just like Springer and all the other company. They have a very good mix of leadership in that totally. clubhouse, which usually spells good things. But no, that is a solid pick, and I think he is going to play like the like his hair is on fire the rest of the season at this point. So, Ken, your pick, my friend. All right, well, I'm going to go with a very strong player that I think is going to be performing well, and that's Paul DeYoung. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm sorry, Paul. They don't mean that. There it is. I'm actually going (laughs) to. I'm actually going to go with Snyder this time. I think there's something about it where I think he liked how he was performing in Boston. He has been okay. Like he's still pretty good, but I think there's going to be a part of him that's like he's itching to get back and trying to get that momentum that he first started off when he when we first brought him in. So I'm going to go with Snyder on that one. There you go. So I'm going to go because I have, I, I have an affinity for catchers, apparently. And I think Danny Jansen is going to be the one that goes off this week for the hot hand behind the dish. And I do think that the pitchers that he's going to be fate there are going to be on the mound this week actually means he's going to probably play a few more games, especially when he's the fresh of the two catchers, too. I'm thinking that Mr. Danny Jansen is going to be the one that had a nice good week over this next uh, piece he is, here. He, so. he is so vital to this team, man. Like, 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 honestly, like when we had him last year where he was gone for like almost half the season, and when he came back, like you, you looked at his stats, you're like, holy crap. Well, can you imagine what his stats would have been like if he played a full season? Right? So, yes, his batting average is low, but like, yeah. if you want. Because yeah. he's actually, if you look at how many t- games he played, on the field last season, Kennedy, how many played this year so far? It actually totals up to be basically a whole season. Yeah. And the guy's a god. Just it saying. is. <laughs> like, he's he's produced, he's done so well. He's been had a lot of clutch hits for us, a lot of clutch home runs, you know. And, uh, you know, get. let's hope we can get that batting average up to if we can get him to maybe like 250 or so. It would be very nice. Be one less thing to worry about and keep hanging, hitting those dingers, man. That's all we need. There you go. So, Graham, this is the point of the show where we always give any of our guests the shameless self-promoting bit. So is there anybody you want to give a shout out to or anything you want to use in this last few minutes of time here on the show to just get something no, up? Th- this is your time, my friend. Greg, <laughs> thanks to Ken. Thanks to all the great listeners. Thanks for the great questions. And Brandt and Doug Peters. Um, there was, you know, a good time just flew by. Was a little bit little had a little bit of back sweat had a couple butterflies in the in the tummy but uh <laughs> no those all dissipated uh you know right away the fun hour and uh hope to do it again sometime yeah so hang on before when we go off the line here uh after ken does the closeout and everything we'll have a quick chat and whatnot before you wander off, but yeah, that's that's it. Again, unless you have anything you want to add or anything you need to get off and any topics we left out or anything that you want to touch on this evening. No, I just wanted to say it was really awesome to hear the Jaybird watching listeners really interacting with us. It made this episode so much fun, and you know, keep those comments coming uh, clean, please, <laughs> while we're doing an episode, and uh, we'll make sure to put you on here as well and giving you a special shout. So, like I said, shout out to. Doug Peters and Brandt and all these other guys who are chiming in asking awesome questions. But aside from that, no, it was a great episode today. And on that note, if you wanted to get in on this action and have a nice chat with all of us, make sure you join us live 7 o'clock Eastern every Monday evening. We are Jaybird watching and we are here to talk and chit chat with all Toronto Blue Jays fans on whatever chit chat topics come up. Like I said, we are the barroom chat that is Toronto Blue Jays, you know, fandom and everything. So make sure you join us. We are also the official Toronto Blue Jays uh, podcast of jaysjournal.com, part of the fan side network of uh, media. And make sure you get our action anywhere you can get your podcasting pleasures for, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Music, all the wonderful places you can listen in on podcasts. And make sure you interact with us on Twitter and all the other fun social media places. I know Twitter isn't what it used to be, but Blue Jays Twitter, come on, keep hanging out. We'll have a good time. <laughs> so... Blue Jays fans, once again, it's always a pleasure having you. And I guess it's that for the evening, Ken and Graham. If you haven't gotten it, this is where we do two claps and a Ric Flair. Uh-huh. One, two, three. Woo! What? Let's go. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Rance Molinix.
Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdwatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining us to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go. Woo! Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.